0: what is the strongest bone in the human body is the question that i will answer by the end of the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the more you know mondays the more you know the more you grow and this week on the show i will be talking about nickel Nichols. but before we get into that you know what we have to do we have to start off this show with some positive vibes and i do that every week in the form of a quote this week's quote is by Mel Robbins. And it goes like this. Inhale courage. Exhale fear. And I love that quote, or this quote, because it's kind of similar to my mantra at this moment in time. I feel like to get things done, you have to inhale the courage of what you're doing and feeling that you're on the right path on the right track you have to have that self-belief is what i mean and then exhale the fear as you go forward knowing that you might not be sure about what you are doing or what you are about to embark on but you know that if you inhale fear you're going to stop yourself from doing anything so the only way to really propel yourself forward would be to inhale the courage to do the things that you want to do instead of not doing the things that you want to do because you're scared about what other people might think or what uh you might come out looking like. And it's all, I feel like most fears are mainly worried about what other people might think of you and if you spend your life worrying about what other people think of you then you're not spending any time on yourself which is kind of defeating the object because you live in your own body so you should spend most of your time worrying about yourself and what you want because sometimes i feel like we forget about our own needs and worry about what other people might want or need from us and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying and uh, in the sense of i'm not saying that you should go around and be selfish and not think about anyone at all there needs to be a nice balance in the whole thing but the main point of the quote because i feel like i've gone off tangent a tiny bit is to do things that you want to do you have to breathe out the the fear and inhale the courage to do it because only you are in control of your own destiny other people can be the puppeteers along your journey but in the end you're the one that will break free of the strings I want to figure out things on your own. And the only way to do that is by taking yourself out of the the shelter that's been put up around you. Containing you and keeping you safe from any harm, which is your fear. Because your fear is, what if I go outside of my bubble... And things don't work out the way that I plan them. Well, unfortunately, that's life. Sometimes things don't go the way that you plan them. So usually you have to figure out a better way, or another way, of getting the same thing that you want. It's not usually... It doesn't always have to be a thing of, oh, I didn't make it this time, so I'm just going to give up. No, it just means maybe... Maybe we try it in a different way. Maybe there's a, a way that we haven't looked at this so we can maybe do it in that way and maybe it will work. And we don't know until we try. But anyway, that is and that has been Monday's Motivations and Affirmations and I think that the only thing that I am saying in the end or in all this Inhaling courage and exhaling or fear is Anything that you want to do, you can do It just matters the limitations that you put around yourself If you extend your limitations to being anything is possible Then, I mean, you don't know what could be possible Because you haven't done it yet And until you do do it, you don't know What could come when you reach that feet, or that foot, or that place. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully that inspires and motivates you this Monday, or whatever day you listen to this. But let's get into the show. So, as I was saying before, this week I am talking about Nickel Nichols. I think that's how you say her name. But she, for anyone that is not familiar of who she is, um, she was, became most famous for her role as Naota Yura in Star Trek. And I'll get back, I'll get into that soon. Like, the reason why I wanted to do this episode on her was last Monday when I released, um, max and kira's law episode 9 i was on instagram and i was watching this uh, drunk history episode of loads of different spliced together scenes of martin luther king um and people telling stories from drunk history i don't know if you've seen drunk history but basically celebrities get drunk and recount and re and talk about historical events and or they say it in their own words while they're drunk it's kind of funny but then also historical at the same time so you learn while you're laughing pretty funny pretty good i recommend checking it out if you haven't watched it already but anyway there was a clip of martin luther king um when someone was telling a story about nikelle nichols and i watched it and i was just like oh this is i didn't even know all these things about her so i wanted to share what i found out i don't know how many other people have seen it um, but the reason why it was, um, a poignant point, a poignant point <laughs> for me to mention also Martin Luther King was because on the Monday, the 18th of January it was Martin Luther King's birthday. And surprisingly, I knew that this year because it was on the calendar. It said US and I was just like, oh, that's pretty dope. I, I didn't even know it was his birthday in January. So that was a cool. That's another cool fact, if you didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so Nicole Nichols, she was actually born Grace Dell Nichols, and she was born in born on the twenty eighth of December, nineteen thirty two, which is. I don't want to do some quick maths, but what we're in twenty twenty one, that's about probably about eighty, eighty-eight 88 years ago, so she's 88 years old, let me just have a little quick look, and ding, 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 I'm 100% right, that could be because I already knew, because I'd done the research before this episode, <laughs> or because I'd done some quick maths, <laughs> but either way, whatever you want to believe, Um, it was 88 years ago, and I was right, <laughs> so anyway um the reason why i wanted to mainly talk about it is because of the the huge impact that um nyota yura i hope that's the way to say it um is that's her character from star trek is the huge impact that um her character had for the african-american community like, black people everywhere, really and truly, um, in the sense of when she became, um, the Lieutenant Yuri, oh, Yura, sorry, um, she was the, one of the first black women to feature in a major television series, um, so that, that point in time she was the first and when i when i've when i kind of found out for the um or heard that i was like wow so the first ever black woman to be on a major television series was star trek and maybe i did know that and maybe i hadn't but it was just it's kind of i don't know kind of cool being a little bit of a nerd like that it, it 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 took something as uh, far out as Star Trek to have the first um, black female on a major television series. And Star Trek started in 1966, which is coincidentally the same year that England won the World Cup for the first and only time. So as you can see, it was the start in... Of a changing world as the British Empire slowly lost its power. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe that was a terrible joke, but it sounded really good in my head. Anyway, let's on, let's, let's get on with the show if I can get my words out. So, the reason why I felt that it was kind of interesting, this connection with, um, martin luther king and Nicole nichols um was just the fact of in the drunk history episode which was also in my research which i found i didn't just um watch the episode of drunk history in its entirety because it was just a clip which i found on instagram so i mean i did watch the drunk history episode in its entirety but i did also read things and do actual research (laughs) so I mean I mean what uh, not to say that you can't do research by watching things you can do plenty of research watching things but I feel like I do more work if I am actually reading something as opposed to just watching it and taking it in unless I watch and do which I think I'm getting digging myself a hole of confusion <laughs> Because it all sounds like the same thing. But anyway. In. Nicole uh, Nichols Nickel first year. Of filming the series of Star Trek. She was. Um, tempted to leave. The series. Uh, because. She wanted to pursue her career. On the Broadway. But. S- it wasn't until she had a conversation with dr martin luther king jr which is what changed her mind um so she was at a n a c no sorry an n a a c p fundraiser and for anyone that doesn't know what that is the n a a c p is the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People which is a civil rights organisation in the USA which was formed in 1909 as an interracial interracial endeavour to advance justice for African Americans. So, this organization, the Civil Rights Organization, was having a fundraiser, and Nicole Nichols was there. Um, obviously, I just said that. <laughs> and she was told that there was this huge fan that really wanted to speak to her. So, she was just like, alright, cool. It must be just a Trekkie or something. And to her surprise, um, she looked across the room and she saw uh, Dr. Martin Luther King walking towards her. And he had a huge grin on his face and he was just reached out his hand to Nicole Nichols and it was said to her that he was her biggest fan. And he said, and he also said, told her that that Star Trek was the one and only show that him and his wife, Coretta, would allow their three children to stay up and watch. And she then told Martin Luther King that she was thinking about leaving Star Trek. And she never even got to tell him the reason why, because he just cut in and told her that she can't quit because she's a part of history. He told her that she couldn't give up because she was playing a vital role model for black children and young women across the country as well as for other children who would see um, blacks as equals because they were playing alongside other leading white characters which was hearing about this and reading this, I was just like, well, that's hella inspiring to know that she could have, if it wasn't for her being at that NAACP uh, fundraiser and Martin Luther King Jr. also being there and speaking to her and telling her that how much of how inspiring she is to him, when he was out there doing many more inspiring things it it kind of inspired her to stay on at star trek on star trek and inspire generations of people to follow their dreams and know it's possible people like me which is why i i wanted to tell this story or um share this story with more people because this is hella inspiring just also it also mainly is kind of a thing where you don't know where you will be or who you will meet on your journey but like all it takes is a conversation a meeting of a person one time that changes your entire outlook of What you're actually doing. Where, like, the, she could have gone away from that meeting and that speak, that, with that talk with Martin Luther King Jr. and he, and just decided, okay, cool, that's, it's, that's, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with that. Um, I really want to go on Broadway, so. I know I could be doing all these great things for other, uh, black children and young women across the country, but I really want to do Broadway. So I'm going to go and do Broadway. And this whole story could have gone a completely different way. Um, and we might not be talking about this in a different, in the same way, but instead she stayed on and after, speaking with martin luther king she went back to um gene Ronenberry, who is the creator of star trek and she told him listen man I, i was at the naacp fundraiser and you never guess who came and spoke to me martin luther king jr and she told him what he told her and he cried (laughs) and like that's kind of beautiful just to know that he created star trek and by writing the role or even casting the role of um lieutenant He made history as well as, um, Nicole Nichols making history by playing the role, but he created the character at the same time. So he, he, he was the, the man bold enough to write this script and put it and have it on major television because he supported what was happening in the world at that time or even in America with um segregation um slowly becoming less prominent so it's kind of really beautiful if you think about it and another beautiful moment in history that star trek created was the very first interracial kiss on scripted US television which was between William Shatner who played James T. Kirk (laughs) I love that character Star Trek William Shatner's character is classic and so it was between William Shatner's character and Nicole Nichols character and the kiss was seen as groundbreaking even though it was portraying portrayed as being forced by um alien telekine alien telekinesis in the episode there's also another interesting um comment uh that i read um nicole nichols she said that she received a letter from a white southerner who wrote to her and said to said in the letter i am totally opposed to the mixing of races however anytime a red-blooded american boy like captain kirk gets a beautiful dame in his arms that looks like yura he ain't gonna fight it what which is like (laughs) like i find that quote um that piece of uh writing from a letter that she got kind of funny that this guy is like a full-on racist that he's just like yo like i ain't about this mixing but like he couldn't deny that nicole nichols was beautiful and although he said it in the way of that looks like you're a, well nicole nichols played yura so she looked like yura so that means if you want to speak about people that look like the her that would be other black women he can appreciate beauty is what he basically said so i don't know in a in a weird way it sounds like he's a little confused he's not okay with mixing but he's okay with captain kirk kissing kissing another, uh, kissing, um, a black lady, so, <laughs> I don't know, seems like, um, I don't know, a bit more of mental gymnastics for me, because, what do you mean? It doesn't make any sense, but anyway, moving on, uh, despite, um, despite Star Trek being cancelled in 1969, um, Miss Nichols continued to, I say Miss Nichols like I know her, Nicole Nichols, <laughs> continued to um, be a part of Star Trek as Star Trek continued to live on. Um, noteworthy, she was the voice of uh, Nyota Yura in the animated series that came out in 1973. Um, and then she was in the film, which were start the first Star Trek film anyway, that came out in 1979. And then she was in the second film and the third film and the fourth film. And I mean, she's been in pretty much every Star Trek film, (laughs) if we want to be honest. And another funny thing for me is if you think about it. 1966 isn't that long ago it's only about 50 years ago so 50 years ago was when the first black female was on a prime major tv series and since then how many female black um female black black female characters have we had on major tv series so many more and maybe not just females men as well but if we're talking about the first black male actor to have a successful film career then that would be step in fetch it but i'm not going to talk too much about him because I will probably talk about him next week. So I don't usually do this and tell people what I'm going to talk about next week, but on doing my research on Nicole Nichols and finding out that, okay, in 1966 was the first appearance of uh, a black woman on major television. I, I was curious to see when the first appearance of a black male on a major television show like in a leading role was and through my research I, I just typed the question into google and i stumbled upon this guy and started doing some research and reading about him and i was like oh this is a pretty interesting story i want to share this with other people so that will be next week but back to nicole nichols which is why i won't go too deep into him not right now anyway but another interesting part of nicole nichols story from the drunk history episode that i found was that she also funnily enough made a big impact with um nat working with nasa which i you know when i heard in drunk history i was like really at the same time that's still pretty cool you know so After Star Trek was cancelled in 1969, um, she volunteered her time in a special project working with NASA to recruit minority and female personnel for the space agency. And if you think about it, that's kind of cool that from her um, amazing portrayal of this star captain, or Lieutenant, rather, on Star Trek, she then, on the flip side, actually worked with NASA on a special program to help them diversify... diversify? Have more diversity? Maybe that's the correct phrasing I should be looking for. So, to help them have more diversity, which is pretty cool, like, on the flip, to actually work with NASA... So, uh, in, her, in the beginnings of her working there, she had an affiliation between NASA and a company which she ran, or which she runs, or helped to run, which is called Women in Motion. And the program was a success. And amongst some of the recruits were Dr. Sally Ride, who was the first American female astronaut. And United States Air Force Colonel um, Guion Bluford, who was the first African American astronaut, as well as Doctor Judith Resnick and Doctor Ronald McNair, sorry, who both flew missions during the Space Shuttle program before their deaths in a Space Shuttle challenger disaster on january 28th 1986 so the they recruited many many more people to the program but those were the a few of the noteworthy people that i found out about from the program that Nicole Nichols helped run with NASA. Another cool Nicole Nichols and NASA fact is the fact that since the mid-1980s, she's also served on the board of governors of the National Space Society, which is a non-profit educational space advocacy organization which was founded by Dr. Wenner Von Braun. Now I probably should have really started with this point uh before I started into Star Trek, but I I was so inspired by the Star Trek um information that I want to kind of start with that. But it was also interesting thing that I found was her first career break, which came in the appearance of a play um named Kicks and Co. Which was written by, um, Oscar Brown. And although it was a very short run that this play was on, um, when it was run, when it first ran in Chicago, it was a kind of a satirical look of, um, the Playboy magazine in which Nicole, Nichols played Hazel Sharp who was a voluptuous campus queen who was tempted by the devil and orgy magazines to become the orgy maiden of the month (laughs) and funnily enough since it was uh, when it came out or when it ended running Nicole Nichols actually attached attached, att- attracted the attention of Hugh Hefner, um, who, as we all know, pub- was the publisher of Playboy, or is the publisher of Playboy if it's still around. And then Hugh Hefner booked Nicole Nichols for his Chicago Playboy Club. Because between her acting and singing gigs, uh, she was also a part-time model which meant that she was also on the grind like she she didn't stop she was working as an actress as a singer and modelling all on this hustle so that she could make it where she wanted to make it inhaling her courage and exhaling that fear so it's interesting to, to know, also note that um, before working on Star Trek, she worked on Gene Ron, uh, she worked on Gene Rodenberry's very first series, which was named The Lieutenant, and that aired in 1964. In the episode which Nicole Nichols was a guest actress on, um, it was named, the episode was called To Say It Right. And the episode dealt with racial prejudice. So, even from the get-go, from just knowing this, about on his first show, he was tackling these kind of issues. It already kind of tells you the type of person he was. Just to want to write this into existence. Which, again, inspires a new breed of writer. Because if around that time you're watching tv and seeing things that are on and you wanted to be a writer and you saw this on television you would know it'd be possible in the in the changing world that you would see more and more opportunities open up for um, minorities and women to appear in major television shows and if we look at kind of where we are now and the things that we see on television now, you can see kind of the remnants of the legacy that has left. But I think I will leave it there on Nicole Nichols. Very brief. But I spoke about kind of the the most poignant things of her career that I found most inspiring, that I wanted to share with people to find out and know more about. But before we end all this Star Trek mania, I thought it would be fun to talk about a few... um, What can I call them? A few fun facts about Star Trek that you probably didn't know. Which... Uh, I just found a, free, a few of them... I found them kind of funny. So the first point, since it's something that I spoke about on the episode is that the first interracial kiss on US television was actually meant to be between Spock and Uhura um because that's how it was originally written but when William Shatner found out about the history that was going to be made from this um this moment um he and he found out that he wasn't the character that was going to be making the history he was just like nah he got it he got it changed straight away so the first interracial kiss was between lieutenant yura and captain kirk instead of spock (laughs) which is kind of funny if you think about it um that it could have been between spock and yuri or yura but instead it was captain kirk because he that william shatner he <laughs> he don't want it to be history to be leaving him behind na 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 nah. he wanted to be the guy making the history <laughs> which is kind of funny another fun fact from uh about star trek is that eddie murphy turned down a role in being in star trek so apparently paramount offered star Star Trek offered Eddie Murphy a contract to star in the Star Trek movie after his success on Saturday Night Live. Um, and Eddie Murphy had also been open about wanting to be a part of the Star Trek franchise, but apparently multiple scripts were drafted and sent his way, but he wasn't impressed with any of them, uh, with any of the sc- What they came up with. (laughs) So he turned it down and instead he starred in The Golden Child. Uh, Another interesting fact about Star Trek is that Stephen Hawking is the only person to play himself in Star Trek. So, as you know, like multiple famous people or well-known faces have been in Star Trek... Stephen Hawking is the only person to play himself. Um, he appeared in the episode Distance, where Data, Albert Einstein, Sir Isaac Newton, and Stephen Hawking were all playing poker. Uh, Hawking is pretty much the jokester, while Newton is a total buzzkill. <laughs> and then you can obviously find out who won the, that interesting game of poker if you find the clip on YouTube. <laughs> Another interesting and kind of weird fact about Star Trek is William Shatner has never watched a series. So, obviously, it's not uncommon for actors to not watch their own work. Um But, I mean, why wouldn't you if you wanted to kind of... You can analyse yourself and see how you can do better. I don't know. Or see what you did in that performance. I don't know. I find it interesting as an actor, but some actors don't watch the things that are in, I guess. But... I find it kind of crazy um that he he never watched star trek it was so successful he thought never thought you know what let me just check it out so he basically died he he he. every day he turned up he saw it as a job turned up did that job and then went home and then when it was on tv it was like ah, switched that off <laughs> so the actor said in an interview that He has not even seen an episode of Star not seen any of the Star Trek movies, um, because he doesn't watch himself. And the final Star Trek fact that you probably didn't know was that James Doohan, who's the guy who played Scotty, was the person that created the Klingon language. So obviously as you know like star trek it it's very it's notorious for creating an entire language for the fictional alien species of the klingon however this first came about when james doohan made he, the grammar and the vocabulary for the language then they brought in a linguistic a, a linguistis linguist I think that's how you say it linguist um, by the name of Mark Okrand to finish up the language so that's pretty cool one of the actors on the show was the person that thought up the in, the the grammar and the vocabulary for how this alien language would speak and then they brought in a linguist linguist, linguist <laughs> to finish up the language so it's a fully fledged language that's been created for Star Trek and the aliens of Klingon which who knows there could be an alternate universe where this ir- alien species is a real species of alien <laughs> and that could be the language that they speak I don't know But, anyway, that's where we'll leave those quotes, and I promised you an answer to a question by the end of this show. And the question was, what is the strongest bone in the human body? Now, the strongest bone in the human body is actually the thigh bone. From my uh, quote, that not even my quote, my random fact that I, I found today, it said that the human bone is or sorry, human bone, any human bone no, the human thigh bone is or the human thigh bones are stronger than concrete which made me think okay if that's the point, if they're stronger than concrete that means that as long as I land on my thigh when I'm tripping and falling it will never break (laughs) Um, the only way to really break your thigh bone, which is also called a thema, um, so if you ever hear the word thema in those medical documentaries, (laughs) documentaries, or TV shows or whatever, you know what they're talking about. They're talking about the thigh bone, um, it's not only the strongest bone in the body, but it's also the longest bone in the body and it also takes a lot of force like a lot of large force to break or fracture your femur and the only time you usually see this happen would be in a car accident or if you were to be falling from a very high height then you're possibly likely to be breaking your femur which is a cool fun fact about the body. One of the bones in the body. Is strong, uh, stronger than concrete. Um But other bones. In the body are not. So. Whenever you're landing. From a fall. As long as it's not too high. Make sure you land on your thigh. And if it is. Just hope you don't die. <laughs> not good sound advice. But. I guess it all it it rhymed so ayo but anyway i will call that the end of the show so i hope you enjoyed episode 10 i'm saying it like a question but i'm pretty sure i said at the start of the show that the last episode was episode 9 so this is episode 10 i guess so I hope you've enjoyed episode 10 of the More You Know Mondays. Um, this week, I was talking about Nicole Nichols. And next week, I will be talking about, you know, because you were listening to the previous part where I mentioned who I was doing, going to be talking about. So I'm not going to repeat it now. So if you've forgotten, maybe you need to rewind some time and go back to that that moment where I i let it slip for who i was talking about or you can just wait until next week and with that being said i will keep it moving and hope you enjoy the rest of your week and goodbye